Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know what's Taz and Moose. You know what's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, it's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Mike Pete across the way. Andrew with your updates. We'll talk to Todd Zeal. A little bit later on this hour, bottom of the hour, uh, SNY, a former Major League Baseball player, first baseman, third baseman, catcher, did it kind of all. number of different teams across his uh, playing career. We'll talk about Game 6 of the World Series, which is later on tonight. Strasburg on the mound for the Nats and uh, Justin Verlander on the mound for the Houston Astros as the Astros looking to win tonight and uh, win a yet another World Series will be their second one in the past three years. Here we go, the three. It is now time for The Three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Steelers 27-14 comeback win versus the Dolphins. Yeah, down 14-0 early were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph looking terrible. Then a reel off 27 unanswered points. Win the game by... uh, no, nearly two touchdowns, 27-14, the final. Uh, Fitzpatrick, good early, bad late. Uh, Rudolph, bad early, good late. Connor was fantastic. He had 145 yards on the ground, Taz. Uh, but he left the game with or does have an AC joint issue in his shoulder uh, that will get a medical update as the day goes along here on this Tuesday in terms of his availability moving forward for the Steelers and what was for a game, uh, you know, with a, that involved a winless team, I, I guess a pretty entertaining game with the fact that they led uh, by two scores early. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought it was, it was, you know, I mean, I know those two teams aren't great, but to me it was like once I saw the Dolphins were up 14-0 as I was watching it, so I watched it from the opening kickoff, I'm like, whoa, look at this. I understand the interceptions and all this and the bad play by the Steels at early in the game in the first quarter, but they had my attention. And I wanted to see this kid, Mason Rudolph, see if he was able to battle back. And he was able to battle back and play better. Uh, he had at Roethlisberger. I got to give him credit. I've knocked him in the past, thinking that he didn't want this kid around, didn't want him, didn't want to help the kid. But he was helping him yesterday. He was definitely trying to help him out and um, giving him some good advice because the kid started playing a lot better and uh, making some big throws. Juju also played great. You mentioned all the guys that played good. You know, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster played real good, I thought. He had, uh, uh, he had five catches for 103 yards, one touchdown. And uh, and like you said, Connor ran the ball really hard. He played really good. So hopefully that shoulder gets worked out. Those AC joints are not fun. I've had those issues. So uh, hopefully he gets that fixed, uh, gets that worked on, or, get, or gets rehab, whatever he needs done on that thing. Hopefully he don't need a, a surgery on it, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see in terms of Connor's availability here moving forward. Here is uh, Mike Tomlin uh, talking about his team overcoming that slow start. I thought we could have started faster, um, not only with him, but, but you know, all of us. You know, I'd like to see our defense keep him out of the end zone when we turn the ball over, for instance. That's an uh, area uh, of complimentary ball that we've been focused on. Uh, that was a failure. And so um, we all got to start faster. 
Yeah, and they didn't last night, but they were able to finish strong. Here's Brian Flores, the Dolphins head coach, saying uh, what kind of players he wants down in South Beach. Look, if you can't deal with you know a momentum shift, um, then you know that's you know, that, that, that's part of the game. Um, we got to be able to overcome that, uh, move on, play a good second half, and uh, you know, and I'm not going to make excuses on one play. It's not. It's never one play. It's a series of plays. Yeah, I mean, and uh, certainly there were a couple of plays that did not go the Dolphins' way last night. That fourth and down conversion originally called the conversion overturned based on replay. Steelers at that stage were able to take a two-score lead after that. Here's Fitzpatrick after the game. We just got to continue to keep fighting, and uh, that's just kind of the the place that we're at right now. Just continue to keep fighting, continue to you know keep going to practice and trying to get better every single day, and then making sure that when we come out on Monday night or on Sundays now, we just out here and enjoying each other and trying to have fun out on the field. Nah, I mean, and that's Ryan, obviously, from a Dolphin perspective, not Minka, who had a couple interceptions last night against his former team, Taz. Uh, no, I, I think for a, a Monday night game that had little to no expectations going in, you know, I, I didn't love the game, uh, but, I mean, at least they provided some entertainment value. It yeah. wasn't a complete bore. Right. No, it wasn't. Yeah, there was definitely – Flashes of it. It was fun. It was fun to watch. I mean, like I said, Connor ran the ball really hard, and he's fun to watch run the ball. And with this kid's overcoming his life, um, you know. But yeah, no. I, I, for the most part, I, I enjoyed watching the game. I, I don't. There was nothing else really on, so it was great to watch. I wasn't going to watch NBA. I didn't feel like watching that. I didn't feel like watching the WWE, so I didn't watch that. So I felt like watching a little football, and I enjoyed the game. Yeah, I thought both unis were great. I love the Dolphins uni. I yeah. love the uh, yeah. the Steelers uniforms as well. No I, thought, uh, I thought both teams, when they took the field at Heinz Field last night, uh, looked pretty sharp for themselves. Yeah, I agree. All right, next. Number two. NFL trade deadline is today at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. There you go. Uh, putting a smile on our former program director, Eric Spitz's face. So, um, yes, 4 o'clock Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific this afternoon. The NFL trade deadline. A couple deals went down yesterday. Um, as uh, the Jets and Giants made a trade. Leonard Williams going from the Jets to the Giants for a couple uh, draft choices, a third and a fifth moving forward. Um, and then the uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, traded uh, made a trade with the Arizona Cardinals to help out their backfield as Kenyon Drake is now a member of the Arizona Cardinals and the Dolphins add to their draft hall. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We talked a lot about this earlier. We talked about, Stuff with Williams going from the Jets to the Giants, which could be uh, it could be a fresh coat of paint that he needs. Um, I like the Drake move uh, the, to, to the Cards for sure. I definitely think that's good with a guy like Kingsbury and his offense. So we'll see what else what happens uh, the rest of the day here today. You, you expect any huge moves? Uh, no, but I, I think amazingly enough, I mean, the trade deadline used to come and go, and there was no moves um, whatsoever, Taz. And we've talked about it being a change. I mean, I would think that there's going to be a couple moves today. I'd be surprised if over the course of the next eight hours there's nothing. Williams. I'm not saying a big – I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be, uh, you know – Pro Bowl caliber players, but I think there'll be some players getting moved. I think your guy from the Redskins, it finally happens. I think, so, and you guys get some assets. Maybe you're right. I would, I, I, he doesn't want to play for him, so yeah. at some point in time, you got to come to that realization as a franchise yeah. and move him. No, yeah, not totally, man. Yeah, no, I, I think it happens today. today well, if today. he gets moved, then that would define a big player getting moved because he is a he's big a seven time Pro Bowler at left tackle. He's a a premier left tackle in the National Football League. Whoever gets him. Uh, is is going to get a guy for the next three or four years that you can basically lock down at that position as long as he stays healthy. 
I feel like he's going to go to the Bills. Oh, really? Yep. Be nice for your Buffalo Bill team. I just feel it in my gut. No reason. I need... Uh, we need a little help. Multiple ones and a two. Well, we're not giving that up. Why? Solidify your left tackle spot. Can't give up multiple ones. Yeah. He ain't coming cheap, my friend. No, I know. No, he's not, not even with Bruce Allen at the helm. No. He ain't coming cheap. <laughs> Bruce Allen. You're not gonna pull man. the you're not gonna pull the wool over his eyes. Oh no, he's a sharp tack. Sharp um, as a tack. Yes, he is he's sharp as that. Uh, we uh we were talking about Brady and, and Odell Beckham Jr. uh closing out last hour about uh Brady bringing his son Ben to meet Beckham uh after the game on Sunday up there in Foxborough. Beckham did give <clears throat> Brady a pair of goat haired cleats. Yeah. After the game went final, which was interesting. I mean, for the greatest of all time, goat hair. Uh, oh, goat. Uh, yeah. That, that's Goat haired cleats. Mm. To have them ready after the game, that's impressive by Beckham. Yeah. Ready to go. Here you go, Tom. Pictures galore. The picture I'm watching is just fantastic. The picture I see right now here. Look at the face on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. Miserable. So as I, Brady's smiling, grabbing the cleats from his room. As I'm receiver. looking, there is a as as Tom Brady is getting a pair of goat haired cleats from or all I see is one cleat, but I imagine it's two yeah. two cleats. But as he's getting a pair of goat haired cleats from Odell Beckham Jr., who's gifting it to him after the game, walking right by at that time is Baker Mayfield staring down at the goat haired cleats, looking absolutely miserable. As his star wide receiver is fawning over Tom Brady. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. And it's just yeah, a tremendous They goat hair cleats, and it says OBJ. It looked like those old Nikes. I can't remember what they were called. And then there's a number 13 on the inside, and the color is like a beige. And he gave, I mean, how many gifts did Beckham give to Brady family in this throughout this whole day? After OBJ. the game, before the game, in the locker room, out in the hallway. I mean, how many gifts? So the greatest give his couch, well, the greatest receiver of all time, to the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, yeah. First of all, Beckham, he couldn't catch balls thrown in his belly. He's not the greatest receiver I'm of all being time. Sarcastic. Oh, sorry, I got a little hot I mean, take. Uh, is is I being sarcastic? You couldn't sense the sarcasm. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I got a little hot there though for yeah, a second. Well, yes. So there you have it. For uh, he gave him his cleats. Nice, nice job by Odell Beckham Jr. As as, uh, as not the greatest Baker receiver Mayf- of all time. I, yes, I know that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Here you know we go. That. Next, number three. Joe Flacco out this week with neck issue. Brandon Allen to start. Yes, Brandon Allen in. Um, ironically enough, the day after Flacco criticized the team for not going for it on fourth and five, and you can be critical on the third and five run up the middle by Philip Lindsay as well. Under two minutes to go, uh, holding on to, at that stage, what was it, a two-point lead, I believe it was, for the Denver Broncos. They end up losing a 51-yard field goal by Adam Vinatieri after punting the ball back. Amazingly enough, after Flacco rips the coaches and the team for not going for it, basically saying, we stink. What are we doing here? If we're, I mean, what are we, afraid to lose? <laughs> two and 16. Uh, you can't be afraid to lose. Go out there and win the game. The next day, Flacco's got a neck, neck injury, and uh, Brandon Allen is in at starting quarterback. Isn't that something? Isn't I mean, it strange? It really is. It really it's is. Really, you know. There's something so sketchy here, let's be honest. There's something definitely sketchy, Jones, here with this. Uh, Brendan Allen, uh, so, okay, this is the guy who, he, he went to Arkansas, he played at Arkansas. Um, I, you know, I don't think he was a star at Arkansas. Um, he played, um, but, I, he, you know, so he was an SEC quarterback, and all, I, but Arkansas is not exactly, whatever. 
I hope it does well. But it just seems odd to the point you're making that Flacco was ripping the team and ripping the coaches the day before. And then next – oh, that day, I should say, whatever it was, next thing you know, it's like, ah, oh, he's, he's, his neck is all messed up. He, wow. I, I, he might just be done done, you know? Uh, he he might be. I mean, this might – I, I think this is it, it for Flacco in the NFL. What a bad ending if it is. I think it is it for, for Flacco in the National Football League. I don't, unless he wants to hang on as a backup quarterback. I mean, maybe he decides to do that. Maybe he wants to do something else with his time. I, I don't know. But in terms of being a starter, yes. I mean – this is it. What he, what we said yesterday, and we were read that on correct. What he said was not wrong. The way he said it to whom he said it to was wrong, right? I mean, that's something where you got to keep in house, right? In that locker room, that's not something you could throw out there, right? For all of us to break down and analyze. I don't care how frustrated you are, Taz. You can't be doing that. No, no, it's a bad, it's very bad. Bad and, and if he's getting benched for that, I give the Broncos credit. Enough with this nonsense. Yeah, no, you can't put up. Even though he's a guy who's. Uh, Won a Super Bowl and all that stuff. It don't matter. But I'd make the argument this. Put the neck injury aside or the neck stiffness, whatever it is, right? Hernia, uh, whatever. I would have I came out the next day if I were the Denver Broncos. I would have said, listen, we're not standing for that. You right. can't be. You can't be. We're in this together. You can't be out there criticizing the team. Well, you suspend them. And and yeah, I would have benched them right then and there. I'd been like, you're not starting this week. We'll see when you start again. We'll go to battle with Brandon Allen. That's what I would have done. That sentence alone is scary. Well, they're not going anywhere this year, Taz. You. you know what's you know what's even scary? We're going to war with Joe Flacco. Yes, I told you. Yes, you were on top of that. We got uh, Todd Zeal coming your way. Bottom of the hour. We're going to talk a little baseball. Game six of the World Series tonight down in Houston. Oh. Strasburg and Verlander on the mound. We've got an update from Bogish as well. We'll get to the undercard stories we've missed. An action-packed third and final hour of Taz and the Moose right here on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Mo Vaughn, and you're listening to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Todd Zeal will join Taz and myself here in a moments away. Bogus is in the house, third and final time this morning. What's going on, Andrew? Taz, the Miami Dolphins raced to a 14-0 lead last night in Pittsburgh, then remembered they're the Miami Dolphins. They didn't score again while the Steelers got rolling. The Steelers are at the 26 of Miami. Looking into the nickel, Rudolph gets the shotgun snap. Winds up, gets the block, arching spiral, far sideline, leaping, attempted juggling, catch, back pedaling, falling down, inside the pylon, it's a touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster! Kevin Harlan on Westwood won the 26-yard connection between Mason Rudolph and Juju Smith-Schuster, put the Steelers on top for good late third quarter. Rudolph bouncing back from an early pick to throw for two scores, and his return from that nasty concussion. Good to get Mason back in the fold. He knocked a little rust off and, and got going and found some rhythm. Uh, gave guys an opportunity to make plays, and guys made those plays in one-on-one circumstances. Head coach Mike Tomlin didn't have good news on running back James Conner after the 27-14 final. Conner ran for 145 yards in a score, but suffered a sprained shoulder in the final minutes. 
An update on him expected later today. For Eastern is the NFL trade deadline. Yesterday, the Giants got defensive end Leonard Williams from the Jets. And those Dolphins dealt running back Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals. Neither David Johnson nor Chase Edmonds expected to play through the night against the Niners. The World Series has returned to Houston. Game six for the Astros, the Nationals, 707 Central with Verlander and Strasburg on the mound. The Astros one win away from their second title in three years. The Golden State Warriors got their first win of the new season last night, 134-123 in New Orleans. But we're still not very good team. Uh, we have a lot of room for improvement. Just because we won one game doesn't mean we don't suck right now. We still have a lot of improvement to do. Draymond Green optimistic after 16 points, 17 boards, and 10 assists in that win. The Nuggets are 3-0 after a 101-94 win in Sacramento. The Pacers 0-3 after a 96-94 loss in Detroit. And the Rockets beat the Thunder 116-112 in a double reunion. Russell Westbrook, 21 points, 12 rebounds, non-assists against his old team. Chris Paul, 15 points and 4 assists in his return to Houston. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Let's hit buddy. the guest line right now. Game six of the World Series later on tonight down in Houston. As the Strohs have won three in a row, they now lead the series three games to two. And let's welcome aboard Todd Zeal right now, former major leaguer, longtime major leaguer, SNY baseball analyst right now. Does a great job pre and post game. You see him on BNNY locally in New York as well. Hey, Todd, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. How you doing, bud? Todd, what's up? What's happening, guys? How are you, Taz? How are you, Moose? How are you? Uh, hanging in there, Todd. Hanging in there. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, when you look at this World Series tonight in this game, you know, I guess, you know, from a, a Nats fan perspective and from a Nat perspective, you know, with uh, with Strasburg on the mound, you know, do you, do you remain hopeful or do you think the bow is broken? Um, you know what? I, Houston's got some great momentum. They're a great team. And uh, to see what they've done the last three, to- uh, last three games um, is not shocking. It's a little surprising. Uh, but I think Strasburg is the right guy for the Nats, actually. I think – I'd actually rather have Strasburg on the mound than anybody else in that rotation. He's been a bulldog. He's been a horse all year. He did a great job holding them down even when he got in trouble um, last time around in Houston. He already threw a good game in Houston. And, you know, Verlander's trying to get that monkey off his back. So uh, certainly he's going to be, you know, determined. But at the same time, I think there's a little bit of uh, an opening for the Nats tonight if, uh, if they can get another great performance out of Strasburg. Hey, Todd, speak on it from a, like a player perspective or even a coach perspective. I mean, for the Nationals, right? I mean, you got to assume, right, massive lacking in confidence right now uh, because, you know, you lose three at home in a row, you know, uh, while you're home. Uh, if you come in winning two on the road in Houston, you know, how, you know, it, you, who do you rely on here to pick these guys up? Is it is it the veteran guys in the locker room? Is it the coaching staff? Um, how to keep everybody up right now? As we know, right, baseball is such a game of – you know, mental. It's a mental game. So if you're down, you know, you got to pick each other up. I mean, tough, tough task, right? Ambitious task right now. No for the Nets. It is. I agree with you. And the fact is that, you know, when they were playing, coming into this World Series, having rested, they were loose because they had nothing to lose. They were the underdog by 12 to 1 uh, margin. And when you're that guy, you go out there and you can – swing for the fences and take haymaker uh, blows all the time. And then all of a sudden you win one and then you win another one. And you're like, oh, now there's some expectation on us. And you begin to play a little bit differently at times. And it's a very subtle difference. But that uh, the difference between 
playing with nothing to lose and playing now with expectation um, can sometimes change the way you approach the ball game. So I think what you saw was a Houston team that even when they were down one and down two, they thought, hey, we're still the better club. We can come out and win one. And you still see they play with confidence. They're laughing on the bench. They have fun in the field. They celebrate when they do things well. So it's a tough task to try to beat a team like that. Um, but having said that, now they're going away from their hometown fans, which I'm sure they thought, oh, we're going to go home and try to win it in front of our hometown fans. Mm. Now they're going away. That actually may take a little pressure off them at this point, believe it or not. You've got back to that point where now you're kind of back against the wall, nothing to lose again. Nobody expects you to win um, anymore. And you can sometimes come out with that more aggressive throwing haymakers uh, type of approach. Yeah, it's interesting. So you actually, Todd, you think getting away from Washington, you think, you know, actually helps Washington a little bit tonight? I think it could tonight. I think they went there thinking, okay, we're in a great spot now. Let's go out and win. And they played a little bit more tight than they had, I feel like, when they were on the road in Houston feeling like they had nothing to lose. And that just that uh, little bit of a breath, get a day off, kind of regroup. You know you've already won two games in their ballpark. You know how you can shut those fans up. You know how you can kind of play with that adrenaline. And I think it may take a little bit of the edge off of them. But, look, this Houston team is a good team. It's a, there's a reason that they're a favorite 12-1. to 1. And I think to your point, Taz, I think the guys that got to step up right now are guys like Rendon, who's a quiet guy. He's not a rah-rah kind of cheerleading guy. But right. he leads with what he does in the field. But a guy like Scherzer – Huge miss for them not being able to have him uh, in game five. Uh, but he's a bulldog. He is a guy that is a leader on that club. He is vocal in the clubhouse. And he's a guy that I think will probably try to rally these troops either yesterday in the off day or today before this game six and say, hey, guys, we're here. We've got nothing to lose. Let's go get this to game seven, and I'll take the ball and bring it home. Yeah, and I think that's the message. And, and Todd, the one thing is, is that – the they might not need they, they might not need a lot of offense tonight for Strasburg because you know, I, he, he's an absolute gamer. He's got an under two ERA in the postseason. He's changed the way he's pitched with the dip in velocity. You know he's throwing a lot of the breaking pitches and the curveballs and everything like that. I mean, you look at the way Strasburg he is got he's got an absolute bulldog mentality when he's on the mound. He does, and I, I've been I've been really impressed. I mean, we got to see him so many times this season, and. Um, you know, he seems to have a little bit of vulnerability early in the game, and then if he settles in, man, look out. Because, as you said, once he gets dialed in and comfortable with the curveball and that changeup, that changeup, his last outing, was just off the charts because it starts in the zone three-quarters of the way there at about 88 miles an hour and then just drops like DeGrom's does when he's having an effective changeup. And that's a really tough pitch, especially when – he can throw it in hitter's count all day long. There's no such thing as a hitter's count. There's no advantageous count when you're facing uh, Steven Strasburg because he can throw all the four of his pitches at any time, anywhere. Hey, listen to Taz and Oost right now. Our special guest is Todd Zeal, SNY MLB analyst, former MLB veteran. Hey, Todd, so uh, as we know, uh, the last time we've seen these two, these two teams battle and the Astros win the game 7-1, you know, the Nats bats were quiet and had four hits on a day. I mean, uh, you think they think now once we're in Houston tonight, these bats wake up for the Nationals? Good question. I mean, it's been it's been one of those kind of 
feast or famine series anyway. You know, a couple of big hits, a home run, you know, the balls. The night, uh, the game that they, the Nats ended up, you know, if you just open up the box score the next day, you're like, oh, eight to one. This is a blowout. But, or, or two. Uh, the reality is that was a tight ball game, and then the ball goes just out of Bergman's, re- uh, Bregman's reach, and the ball it doesn't get caught by Korea. And then all of a sudden, you know, little things open up. And they needed those kind of breaks, I think, to be able to beat this Astros team. They've got, it seems like right now the Nats are in a position where they've got to do almost everything right and, uh, and still rely on some Houston miscues or a little bit of lack of offense or hitting balls at guys for them to win. So it's a tough spot to be in because they're facing such a good team over there on the other side of the diamond. But to your point, I mean, you've got to get – Turner on base, I mean, he's the key to that offense really going because he's disruptive on the base paths. And if he gets on, it really sets up that lineup to get yourself in a position to get Rendon and Soto in a position to drive guys in. So um, if they can keep the top of that lineup quiet, I think Houston's got a really good chance to shut their offense down. Todd, do you think we're going to get a game seven on Wednesday night? I still feel like Strasburg may rise to the occasion. And, and pitch a gem tonight. You know he went he was 120 pitches deep the other night. Um, look, I think he's he's going to put it all in the line right now, and I think he's the right guy. So I think if he, if you can get that performance out of him, I think they can send it to a game seven. Todd, you know, a couple more before I let you go. Number one is the umpiring in this series has drawn the ire of both teams, right? How frustrating is it when you're watching a game? And obviously you play the game and play the game really, really well for a long, long time. The inconsistency of the strike zone as it goes along, and how does baseball, how do you think baseball kind of rectifies this here moving forward? That's a great question because the reality is there's umpires, and especially during uh, the days that I played, you knew that there were some, um, some umpires with a smaller zone and some with a larger zone. You knew usually from the first pitch of the game what you were going to get, and all you really could ask for as a player is consistency. If you're going to have the big zone, call it both ways. Don't call one a ball and then the next pitch call it a strike because now you take the bat out of the, the hitter's hand. And the same for the pitchers, right? So when you have both sides complaining and when you have pitchers and hitters complaining, then you know there's a lack of consistency. And that, I think, is the one thing that has gotten better. They've gotten better at that because of the more scrutiny over the years. But as you said, maybe on the big stage, maybe trying to be too perfect these guys have not been as good as they uh, could be and have been during the season. And, look, I don't like personally the idea of the robot umpire, but when you have games that are affected by an inconsistent strike zone or, or guys not being able to rely on um, a specific zone in and during a game, then it's something that you have to really take a look at because, you, you know, you don't want a human mistake, if you will, to affect the outcome of the game, and you're starting because of every replay and every um, you know strat, uh, stat box that you can see every pitch, every at bat. It start the scrutiny is high, and they may have to go to that way. I still like the human element because I think it adds a flavor to the game that you that you need in baseball. It's a part of the lore, but man, you you need to have that consistency uh, to really be able to kind of control a game and not have it affect the outcome of the game. 
You know, Todd, final one. Got to ask you about the Mets manager, right? Taz is a huge Met fan. Our producer, Mike, is a huge Met fan. Our board up, Pete, is a huge Met fan. Bogus, who does updates, huge Met fan. Everyone wants to know who's going to manage this Met team here. You know, everyone went to Girardi for the most part. He's now a member of the Phillies and going to be managing yeah. that team moving forward. We know the names that have been bandied about here, Todd. Who do you think ends up getting this job and managing this Met team? That's a good question because it seems to be um... – you know, going in trends, and I, I don't know much really more than anybody else knows, and, um, you know, they've done a really good job of keeping uh, the lid on what they're really feeling. Obviously, I think they took a crack at Joe early. Joe wanted to make a decision quickly. I think Philly was really aggressive with him, and I think the Mets have said, hey, we're going to wait and see on this, but um, it feels like Bogar's rising to the top from everything that I'm I'm hearing. He's a guy that obviously has you know, um, some Mets in his blood. He's been um, on some quality staffs. He's done a great job um, as, a, as an assistant coach. And he's one of those guys that I think could be a good fit in uh, New He was a guy that is a team-first guy, and I think that is – and what I mean by that is as a player, he did everything he could to get himself on the field to help the team win, whether it was – laying down a bump, whether it was making a great play, whether it was playing in different positions, getting pitch running assignments. He was not one of those guys that was penciled in the lineup every night. So I think he kind of understands what it takes for a team to scrap together and win. And I think maybe for that reason, the Mets might be looking a little harder at this guy because that's the kind of team they've compiled. That's the kind of attitude they're trying to take forward. And, um, you know, he might be a good fit with that clubhouse that they've compiled so far. Todd Zeal does a great job. Check him out, SNY, MLB analyst, pregame, postgame for the Mets, mm. BNNY, also a longtime MLB player as well. Hey, Todd, we certainly appreciate the time this morning, all right? Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Todd, thanks, man. Anytime, Moose. Thanks, Todd. Take you care, buddy. It. There you go. Todd, good man. Tim Bogart. Like a good guy. Yeah, I know. I'm a little down on that. Why, if he wins, he wins. Uh, I, I need a name. I need a name. I need a, you know, I mean, a real name name. You know what I mean? What do you want, A-Rod? Uh, no. What money, Rod? I, you know, give, me, uh, give me Jeter. You don't want no, Derek Jeter. No, that's the last no, guy no, you no, want. No, I'm joking. No, well, I, no, like, I want a Girardi, man. He's I agree with you. We both want off. the Girardi. You know, I mean. Girardi took the money and ran. Beltran's a bigger name. But I don't want Beltran. Who do you want, Mike? At this point, anybody. Just, just hire them. Anybody. Well, Can't they're in their third you. round of interviews this week. Third round. Somebody in there. The third round of interviews I, began I would yesterday. Think between you and Todd Seal, that we can get a real answer who they're going to hire. Uh, it, you guys Todd, both work with the Mets. I know. Todd, know Todd is. Todd is the Mets don't know. That's true. That's true. I would. I, I would say if you know. You know, Todd did say he thinks Bogart is that the leading new news. Bogart, when, when he said that, is that new news? Did he break news here, Todd Seal? Uh, no, no, that was like, no. there was a report last week that Bogart, but then there was uh, another report that Beltran's the front runner. Then there was another report that Eduardo Perez is the front runner. Oh, God. How about Jessica Mendoza? That was knocked down as being the bombshell candidate. And the Mets did say Murphy, the bench coach for the Brewers, is not the quote unquote bombshell candidate. Thank God. There's another bombshell candidate not named Murphy. They want to make that perfectly clear. Not named. <laughs> Not named Murphy. That's right. Oh so that had to be out there yesterday. Make sure that Do everyone you sit knows. around at home and people call you and tell you this stuff. What about what? This stuff you're just telling us here. No, us no. I, yes, I, no. I don't. I'm not. Yes, I sit around at home, and 
And the, phone the world ring. is my oyster. Get me this one on the phone. That's what it sounds like. It's like you just got this information. You just, you just. I'm telling you what I learned. What I learned from yesterday. I'm asking, how do you learn? I, I want to know the logistics. Just, I've learned it. You can't tell me. <laughs> I'm telling you the logistics. Oh, yes, man. I'm sitting in my leather lounge chair, <laughs> looking at the phone. That's looking at the Donna. phone, right? As people Donna. just sending me information. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my day, Taz. Sitting there drinking an Arnold Palmer. Right, ah, right. As the fan is as the fan is going over my is is uh, is giving me a nice breeze on my smelly feet. Oh, I thought you meant the fan here. No, different fan, <laughs> different fan. Yeah. Yes. You meant a fan at the house. Yes, I'm there. Blessed. No, I, you know what I do? I go home. I watch prep. Uh, I watch workouts of Breeders' Cup horses in Shocking. the morning. Shocking. <laughs> totally shocking. You should buy a horse. Barry, you got to have a lot of money. You and Francis, a partner up. Uh, the, That's your yeah. buddy. I understand that. It's, I would imagine if you asked Mike, if we went down. You're big Mike, bro. If I, if I went down and, and we went down and drilled down on the numbers, I would say Mike's lost money owning horses. How many horses does he have? I don't even know what he has now. Owning horses, you have to be a you have to be a billionaire. My uncle Anthony, a sheik. Had, my uncle Anthony was not a billionaire. He owned a horse about two months. Yeah, Thanks or you could coming. play the claiming game. Yeah, can you know buy horses five ten grand? He came with the money though. My uncle, he lived Good in Hollis. Him. Yeah, he lived in Queens. Long story. It lasted a couple of months. Then he didn't want to pay the money for a real jockey. He got my cousin to be a jockey. Then my cousin became six foot one and it didn't work. That out. didn't work. Out. Yeah. Now you should be with the harness racing jockey. You know that. You have yes. experience in that. You've done that. I have. You've been a pro wrestler. You've been a harness jockey. I've not done been a all. pro wrestler. That's that. Uh, that's the footage. I, that, that would not describe that as being a pro wrestler. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's Taz of the Moose it's on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. On a Tuesday, that's right, final segment of the big program, Taz and Moose with you. Remember, download that podcast each and every day, radio.com, Apple Podcast, Stitcher as well. I don't know what's going on. What's the matter now? Uh, it's a coffee. There's something not right. It's just, I don't know, my wife buys, you know, we don't do decaf in the house, and um, it's not working. Are and you? it's at Tim Hortons. You know Tim Hortons. Yeah, the Canadian, yeah, the yeah, Canadian, Canadian uh, jokes, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. They have K-Cup City. They have dark roast. Yep. It's delicious. Oh, I've been drinking it for a long time now, maybe seven, eight months. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I, I'm exhausted. The caffeine, I don't know. I, I mean, you got to get more sleep or you got to up the caffeine level. Probably option one. Um, it's probably a healthier way to go. But yeah, yeah I... Um, I think also with my caloric intake, I, I drop down my calories I bring in. Okay. So I think I'm losing some energy for that. I could be it. I mean, you can't tell if I'm on the air. I'm loaded with energy, as you know. But no doubt. Breaks. I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. You know. Well, now you've. Well, now that we've talked it out, you've given uh, the re- reasoning why you're a little bit, uh, a little bit tired, a little fatigued, a little depleted the past yeah. few weeks. Yeah. So, so change I'm... up the diet, less caffeine, less sleep. That'll do it for it. Yeah, maybe I. But I got to get my checkup soon, my doctor. So. I don't know. I'm sure I'm okay. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be a-okay. Thanks. What? I'm sure you will. <laughs> I don't think anything's wrong. You don't think so? No, I don't. 
I seem healthy, right? Yes, you do. Healthy as a horse. All right. All right, here we go. The undercard. Thanks. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All right, Mike, what do we got? All right, so Popeye's is bringing back the spicy chicken sandwich. Enough with this chicken sandwich. Okay. Yeah, keep going. And they're doing it on Sunday. Which is an interesting move because Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is closed. Uh-huh. What do you think about that decision? What do you mean they're boss? bringing it back? They, it was. It's been gone for however long we talked about five, six weeks because they. Oh, they sold out. They so just it was sold gone. out of it. Yeah, so it's Ooh. coming back, and they're doing it Sunday when Popeyes is closed. Limited wow. edition, Chick-fil-A is closed. Yeah, me. limited edition. They're smart what they did. I might utilize this on Sunday with a little bit Uber Eats, Mike. You'll appreciate that. So they have I the would. Popeyes on there, right? I think they do. They do, yes. So they're going to launch it again on Sunday. Have you ever had it, Moose? I have this? not. Me neither. Any of you guys had it? Mike? Pete, I have no? not either, but I'm, I'm going to dabble. No, I My not. My son, we grabbed some Chick-fil-A the other day, though. We got that. I mean, we, that's Chick-fil-A is great. House. That's awesome. But I've heard the, the Popeye sandwich is delicious. You have a go-to, or you just like the regular chicken sandwich for Chick-fil-A? Like, you like the grilled chicken, you like the... I get uh, the regular grilled. I get their fried chicken cutlet with the pickles. Nothing on it. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I, I both are. I like the spicy or the regular. Yeah, my son does the spicy. Yeah, one. I like the, the spicy, spicy as well. Yeah, I just um, like everything spicy, but I actually like the regular on this. Yeah, they're both delicious. They're both great. I don't think you can no. go wrong with Dude, either one of them. And the Popeye sandwich, I hear from people that have had it, they say it's, they say it's amazing. I never had it. What is Al Duke's looking for the window smiling? What are we clowns? I'll go out there know. and kick his I ass. How about that? Him. Hope he heard me, too. So how long is it going to be in there? So Sunday right it's going to be there for how long are they going to have it? I, you know, I'm not sure. Is but a it, specific it number of sandwiches that they're going to have, like, the same you know, deal that they did last time? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't have that information, but it sounds like it's going to be back for a good amount of time. I Hold don't on, know sir. if they're going to What do. they should do is right. just have it on Sundays alone. <laughs> that would be funny. Baller. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, I come eat our chicken sandwich when the other one's not available. That's to me, that's some layup Jones right there, and, and plug it in with the uh, you know promote it with NFL. Like yeah, you know, on, be... on, look at Flacco. By the way, side note, he's got the he's doing the press conference, burying the coaches. Now we're seeing the video moves. There's nothing. His neck looks fine. He's moving his head around. Yeah, everything. I said that earlier. Yeah, yeah. You saw this video? Yes. This is yeah, breaking we... news for me. <laughs> No, that was, uh, yeah, we talked to, I mentioned that earlier. Oh, when, you did? Uh, yeah, the fact that oh, when he was sorry. there, meet with the media, there was no sign of injury whatsoever. I, I uh, mean, I'm sorry. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's chicken. good. Chicken. I, I'm going to try it. I want to, at some point in time, I'm going to try that Popeye's chicken sandwich. We should get it here at the, at the studio. I think we went over that last time, did we not? Can't and there's it, not right. one that's close. No, you're right, we did go over it. Yeah, for right. the morning schedule. Yeah. Man, you don't Popeyes. forget nothing, Hamlet. But then we could get it the day before, but it'll be cold, not the same. I remember. No, but then we thought about well, the fact of getting on. it the night before right. and then bringing it in, but that's not really going to do the chicken sandwich justice. Well, hang on a second. Because that's not a fair grade because yeah. it's like eating a day-old food. Yeah, it is, but if you take a little trick I'm going to teach you. You take the chicken sandwich, bun and all, you wrap it in a paper towel twice, you put it in the microwave for a minute and 30 seconds, and then you eat it. It will taste delicious. I'm not saying it won't taste the same. It won't be as crunchy. It will not be. The microwave will get rid of the crunch. How it won't be know? as crunchy. Trust me. Take chicken tenders. Wrap them in whatever you want to wrap them in. They could be as crispy as crispy as can day. Do this with the kids all the time. Throw them in that microwave. You heat them up. Everything, uh, you know. Crispy goes it, away? Crispiness goes away. 
Unless you have one of those now, they make a special thing that you put in the microwave that crisps stuff up, but I don't have one. Oh, like a... Uh... Like a plate. That doesn't spark up when you put it in the microwave. A plastic plate with a cover with holes in it. No, it's not a plastic plate. What's it called? It's called... Uh... Crispy plate? No. There's a name chip for plate? it. Chip, chip, no, chip. they sell it on QVC and there's infomercials oh, on they it. They sell it on QVC. My wife bought it. It's <laughs> a good chance of that. Uh-huh. Um, what is it? Crispy Jones Damn, plate Jones? No, no. no you can it. throw that. No. Pete, you know the plate we're talking? Uh, no, I haven't heard of it. All right. Oh, what's the name? Well, I'll come up with it. I think uh, if we get the... Mike, do you ever deliver Popeyes? I have, yes. Maybe we got to throw you a 20 spot. You bring about five or six sandwiches in. What do you think? Put it in the refrigerator. Bring it, maybe we'll bring, it in, bring it in a warming plate. Bring a warming plate in with it. Have a warming plate. Oh, that's it. The Rahitza. Oh, God. Mike goes, I don't have a warming plate. <laughs> yeah, Mike doesn't have it. It's called the Rahitza Micro I'm, Crisper Pan. What a stupid name. But it, it actually works. If you take pizza and you put it on, it creates like a con, uh, conduction oven. You put the top on, you put it in there. Instead uh, of the pizza coming all out soggy, it's actually crisp. Let me help you. So you don't need the toaster. Let me help you with your youngins. Wrap you it in go. three levels of uh, paper towel. Uh, that, besides that, that's what I would do here because yeah. we have a miserable microwave. But at your house, do you have a confec- convection oven? Yeah. Okay, my friend, put the convection oven on 350 and... When you preheat, put your food in there. Put the kids' chicken nuggets or whatever fingers, whatever your chicken fingers, put them in there on the confection at 350. Once the convection's done preheating while the food's in there, eat it. Trust me. Take pizza, anything. It's crispy. I do it all the time. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just talking about when it's on the go quick, when the kids got to eat quick, when we don't have um, turnaround. I'm just talking about the fact that the microwave takes away the crispiness of it. But you're right. You could do that as well. Yeah, don't have your kids eat two hours they need to digest before athletics. Thank you. Yes, we're not. We're My not, son we're not was not allowed to up. eat after that training. Had a great childhood, kid. Anyway, um, I think all right, here we go. Mike, next. next. What else we got? I can't believe they just did that. Wow! The Golden State Warriors won their first game of oh. the season last night, defeating the Pelicans. Yes. They're one and two on the year. Right. Does it feel as if the media and fans are excited to bury the Warriors because of all their success? True. I think that is true. I think everyone's looking to bury the Warriors. I yes. think they grew tired of Golden State. I think they grew tired of them when Durant went there. Um, and whether it be Jordan, Michael Jordan, that is, going on the Today Show and saying that Steph Curry's not a Hall of Famer, then him getting called out for that. Uh, whether it be Charles Barkley telling Clay Thompson the other night that uh, the Warriors are not a playoff team in the Western Conference as Clay is recovering from a torn ACL to the product you've seen on the court. To the fact that you had go- – how about the Clippers going in there dropping 141, you know, in Golden State on the road as they beat – that as they won by double digits, uh, you know, two games back. So, yeah, I think, I think the country is looking to bury Golden State every chance they can. I haven't watched one minute of basketball yet this year. Okay. Not a minute, Moose. All right, it's been a good start to the year. Plenty of time to catch up. I'm, I'm your football guy. You know what I mean? I'm your World Series guy, you know, pro rest guy. You know what I mean? If you want to talk on a jiu-jitsu, judo, I got you covered. Right now, I don't get All to the NBA. You're right. I don't get to the NBA until the NFL season's over. I don't think it should start. So, in my mind, it starts after the NFL. That's so, nothing transpires in the NBA until after the NFL. Correct. And I'm not going to be locked into the XFL this year. I changed my mind on that. The hell with them. Okay. All right. February 2020, that one launches. How about the fact that oh, last night you see the Rockets, Westbrook and, Dur- Westbrook and 
Harden on the court together, they were a plus 12. When Harden was on the court, they were a minus 5. When Westbrook was just on the court, they were a plus 7 as a team. This is a lot about what Westbrook can do defensively, helping that team out. Harden's got up his game. He had a good game last night. Wire to wire sports coverage right here. Taz and Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Great job, Moose. Yes, Taz, fantastic. Wall the wall. Our thanks to Todd Zeal as well. Mike and Pete across the way. Bogus with the updates. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.